The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter, verses 1 through 11. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is Mark 1, verses 4 through 11, and can be found on page 1551 in the Pew Bible. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to see him. They confessed their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Now John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Now I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water. He saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you I am well pleased the gospel of the lord you may be seated pray with me may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight o lord our rock and our redeemer amen in the name of Jesus. So we are at a new year. Lots of people call it new beginnings. Yesterday in our men's group, we uh, did the devotions for the week that are found in um, portals of prayer. And one of the questions that came up was, um, has anyone around this table ever kept a New Year's resolution? Sounds like maybe that's the same reaction, you know, that's, that's what it was. In fact, uh, I heard, yeah, I don't even do that anymore. I mean, it's just set up for failure. You know, we, in, our, in our, our best intentions, our flesh says, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be better. I'm going to be a better prayer warrior. I'm going to be a better dad or a better mom or a better employee or a better person, you know. All of these things, and, and uh, we, we kind of take it on, our own management, right? And we might even wear a sign that says, under new management. But we all know when businesses do that, it's, it's the same managers, right? It's the same place. It, it doesn't really mean much. And neither do our meager promises to ourselves or maybe we promise God that oh you know I'm going to do this this and this and it's transactional and then we just like many of the guys around the table said why set myself up for failure 
So it's interesting that um, the unchangeable item that we struggle against to be a better person is what? Sin. I mean, we're saved by grace through faith. But we're still encapsulated in this body of sin that wants and leads us to sin. Paul wrote about it. Who shall deliver me? He goes, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall save me from this body of sin? And he points to Jesus. Jesus Christ will deliver me from this body of sin. Jesus Christ already has. But we experience, as we've talked about before, the already not yet. Our sins are forgiven. We just heard that through the absolution. God forgives you all of your sin for his son's sake as your ordained servant of Christ. And by his authority, I declare you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that all of your sins are forgiven. That's God. God creates that. So when we, under our own uh, rules and our own best efforts, say that we are under new management, no, we're not. That's a fraud. But in our baptism, we're going to talk a lot about baptism today, but in our baptism, we died with Christ. We rose in a resurrection like Christ, according to the Apostle Paul. We really are under new management. And that matters. We're no longer self-managing. We're being managed by a shepherd. We're being managed by the creator whose word, the psalmist said this morning, is power. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord, did you hear that? It was snapping cedar trees, stripping bark off of oaks. His voice And his voice was pretty cool today. Last week we talked about trembling. Can you imagine hearing that? This is my son. We talked last week we don't tremble enough anymore. Maybe we don't tremble at all at the word of God. Boy, that's something to tremble about. We're under new management. God creates light. God, the word, hovered over the emptiness and spoke Something from nothing. That's the God who is managing us. Now it's hard to understand that we are buried with Christ through baptism and uh, that, that the old is dead and the new is here, but that yet there's still sin and in, in, in our minds as, as people. We, we can't help but take some of that management away from the Lord. And so instead of 10 commandments, maybe we have 300 and something. Or maybe we, um, you know, ascribe behavior that is certainly going to get us favor with God. That's when we're under our own management. Uh, Anyone uh, ever been under their own management prior to coming to the Lord? Anyone slip into their own management sometimes? How's that work for you? Yeah. 
You wouldn't want to see my resume. Actually, it has a good ending. I'm under new management, and I need you to remind me of that when it looks like maybe I, you know, I'm opening up a little uh, table somewhere else. And <laughs> no, I'm under new management, and so are you through what Christ has done for you from that cross. John the baptizer. People came from, did you hear I was emphasizing that? They came from all around. It wasn't just a couple of people going, you know, let's go try this church. <laughs> See what they're doing. I heard, I heard he's really a kick, you know. The guy eats locusts and honey and, you know, he's not much of a, a clothes horse. So let's go, let's go check him out, you know. No, people from all over Judea. People, all the people from uh, Jerusalem came to be baptized by this man. The Holy Spirit was working through those people. And I love how he doesn't give himself credit, but then he is always pointing to Jesus. John was preparing the way, a model for us, always pointing to Jesus, always pointing to the gospel. Have you ever heard the statement, it's kind of rude, but it's like putting lipstick on a pig? Yeah. You just don't want to say that to somebody that you love. Um, and I'm not saying that to you. I'm telling you what that saying means is uh, you put lipstick on a pig and you put uh, earrings on it. It's still a pig, right? Kind of getting back to that management. I'm under new management. My best life now. No, it's still a pig. Shakespeare even said um, something to that, to that mind. He called it um, gilding refined gold. Kind of unnecessary. Or painting the lily. Lilies don't need to be painted. Right? They're already beautiful. So why did Jesus have to be baptized? You know, certainly John saw that there was no pigginess in, in, in Christ, no ugliness in that man. John could see that. And John even argues with him a little bit about it. You know, it could be that John was saying, man, why would I paint this lily? Why would I put a gilded coat around pure gold? But Jesus says in uh, Matthew, um, I didn't write it down, but it's 3.15. Matthew 3.15. It is fitting for us to fulfill righteousness. In other words, he's saying you can't have any part of me unless you do this. Why did Jesus have to go and get baptized? It wasn't for a forgiveness of sins, no. Jesus had a sinner's baptism. He went into that water and he took on all of our pigginess. He took on the sin of the world through that. And when we went down into the waters of our baptism, the pigginess washed off. That walking dead carcass that we were dragging around was put to death. And out of that water we came up gilded, golden, beautiful in God's eyes. When God looks at you, whether you're under your own management and you think you are, but you're really not. But when God looks at you, he sees 
beauty. He sees a lily that doesn't need painting. He sees gold. He sees his children. Look at little Owen when you get a chance, huh? Look at, think about how you look at that beautiful little baby. That's how God sees you, only even more so. Your own children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, your spouse, your friends. God sees you even more purely than that through his son, Jesus Christ. In my past, a lot of people have said to me that are struggling, and I'm going to repeat this again. A common denominator is not being in the word, washed in the word. A common denominator in that is that they don't remember their baptism. You were not baptized, you are baptized. It's a continual thing. Luther told us to remember our baptism daily. You have been made clean in these waters combined with the word and the Holy Spirit came upon you just like it did Jesus that day. And though you didn't hear it, and you've heard me say this before, but God was saying, this is my son, this is my daughter, whom I love with you. I am well pleased. With you, I am well pleased. You, all of you. And yet sometimes we want to manage it again, don't we? People have said to me, Ken, I need to see a burning bush. Like I need to tremble. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to see a burning bush. I mean, if he wants to expose me to some kind of a sign like that, I'm all for it. Okay, Dad, you know, you know best. Father knows best, right? But I'd rather be prompted by the Holy Spirit and encouraged by you to tremble when we read that Bible and read his scripture, read his word that has power, power his word that can strip an oak tree, that can crack a cedar in half, that can heal, the name of Jesus can heal. And so what about the burning bush? Well, guess what? Ta-da! He's here. In those elements are all the words of, this is my son whom I love given for you right here come and see Jesus in a bit we will have a foretaste of that feast to come but that's why it all matters where we get bogged down is when the flesh says you know what you could probably do that or you could probably manage this just fine or you know what you're okay that's the battle every one of us has it and Satan knows he observes and he knows how to push your buttons it may be something happening to you personally or something happening to someone that you love it may be that you're being persecuted it may be that your health is going or those that you love are their health is going and you you just are just wrapped up in this doubt in this there's got to be a way I can manage this there's got to be a way I can fix it go back to your baptism as much participation as you had in your death and in your resurrection, that's how much you have to manage that around. You're under new management. And he's way better than you and I ever can be. Surrender to him. Just show up to work. <laughs> Say, good morning, Daddy. What do you got for me today? You will be blessed. In the name of Jesus, amen.